Hey, and welcome back to this week's episode of Case Studies Explained. Today's episode focuses on the trial involving Darlie Routier and the suspected murder of her two sons, Damon and Devin. Stay tuned for the details of this week's case study. This week's case study has had multiple books published about it, as well as several television episodes created surrounding its details. Today we focus on the case against Darlie Routier. Darlie Routier is a woman from Rowlett, Texas, of whom was convicted and sentenced to death for the murder of her son Damon. She she had also been charged with capital murder for the death of her other son, Devin, who was murdered at the same time as Damon. But before we jump to conclusions, let's start from the beginning. On June 6, 1996, at 2.31 a.m., 911 dispatchers in Rowlett, Texas, received a call from the Routier residence. Routier told the operator that her home had been broken into and that an intruder had stabbed her children, 6-year-old Devin and 5-year-old Damon. She also claimed that he had cut her throat. Police arrived within three minutes of the 911 call where they discovered a window screen in the garage had been cut, which indicated a possible entry point for an intruder. However, no intruder was found. The paramedics were then allowed to give medical attention to what appeared to be three victims. Routier told the police that she had fallen asleep on the couch with her two boys while watching television, only to wake up later and discover an unknown man in her house. She stated that as she approached him, The man fled, dropping the knife in a utility room as he ran. After picking up the knife and chasing him away, Routier said she realized that she and her children had been wounded, and that is when she called 911. Police found it highly suspicious that Routier and her sons had been severely wounded by by an armed intruder without waking her until after the attack had occurred. Routier told police that the assailant escaped through the garage, However, investigators said that the garage contained no blood drops and added that indications were that no one had run through there at all. The window sills in the garage had untouched layers of dust, including the window that had been cut, implying that no one had actually climbed through it and that the mulch in the flower beds between the garage and the windows were undisturbed. However, an unknown fingerprint was found on the windowsill that did not belong to anyone in the family. The fingerprint would come into play later. A police officer found a sock 75 yards from the house. Lab test results concluded that the blood of both boys was on it. The police and the prosecution claimed that Darlie had staged the sock there to falsely implicate an intruder. The defense, however, claimed that this sock proved that Darlie couldn't have committed the crime. Routier's son sustained fatal injury. Her neck wound, described as superficial, came within two millimeters of her carotid artery. Routier was treated at a hospital and released two days later. Her youngest son, seven-month-old Drake, was asleep upstairs with her husband Darren at the time of the murders. Neither were harmed. Eight days after the murders, News cameras captured Routier and her other family members holding a birthday party at the boy's grave to celebrate what would have been Devin's seventh birthday. She was shown smiling and laughing as she sprayed silly string on the graves in celebration whilst singing happy birthday.
The jury and prosecution looked down on this type of behavior from a woman whose two children were brutally murdered. Routier commented that she was honoring her son because all she wanted, all he wanted was to be seven. She also claimed that you wouldn't know what to do if you'd, lo- if you'd lost two children. You wouldn't know how to act. Just four days later, Darlie Routier was arrested and charged with capital murder. The prosecution suggested that Routier murdered her sons because of the family's financial difficulties. Prosecutors described her as a pampered, materialistic woman with substantial debt, plummeting credit ratings, and little money in the bank, who feared that her lavish lifestyle was about to end. The prosecution also suggested that there was a financial motive for the murders since both boys had a life insurance policy on them. The defense, however, said that this amount was only $10,000, that it wouldn't even have been enough to cover their funeral expenses. They also asked if she was willing to murder for money, why not kill her husband instead, who had an $800,000 life insurance policy. The defense also questions why if she'd killed her husband, if she'd killed her sons to preserve her lavish lifestyle, she left her youngest son, seventh-month-old Drake, alive and unharmed. Defense attorneys said that there was no reason why she would have killed her children and that the case did not have a motive, a confession, or any witnesses. They asserted that it was unrealistic to accuse Routier of staging a crime scene. However, crime scene consultant James Cron testified that evidence suggested the scene inside the Routier residence had been staged. Also, the San Antonio chief medical examiner told police that Routier's injuries may have been self-inflicted. Tom Bevel testified that the cast-off blood found on the back of Routier's nightshirt indicated that she had raised the knife over her head as she withdrew it from each boy to stab again. Damon was, however, alive when the paramedics arrived on the scene, and the medical examiner testified that the boy could only have survived approximately eight minutes after receiving his injuries. Routier was on the phone with 911 for almost six. The defense argued that this did not leave enough time for Routier to cut herself, stage the crime scene, plant the sock outside the house, and then return before the paramedics arrived. They also stated that despite her injuries, Routier's blood was not found in the garage or anywhere outside the home. However, Darlie Routier was convicted of murdering Damon, and on February 4, 1997, she was sentenced to death by lethal injection. So what do you think? Darlie Routier remains on death row to this day as she waits for the bloody fingerprint to be run through more advanced software. The jury deliberated for seven hours to come to their conclusion, but were they right? Did Darlie Routier murder her two sons in cold blood, or was there really an intruder in the house that night? The conclusion to make is yours. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Case Studies Explained. Tune in next week for another informative episode.